Hi, it's Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm a top-rated life coach, an international best-selling author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to help you go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. The experts on this show will help you achieve work-life balance so that you can experience abundance in seven pillars of life, spirituality, health, emotions, romance, mindset, social, and financial life. When you have all seven pillars of life in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Let's go. Hello, Sarah Sparks. Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. How's it going? (laughs) It is going great. I just got back from Spain where we had the best time. And while I was in Spain, the podcast that I did with you on your show came out. It's true. Yes. (laughs) I know. I sent the the email to you and I was like, oh, snap. She's all the way in Spain. But you know what? It was such a great conversation and interview that I was promoting it from Spain and so excited and people should definitely check it out. So uh, remind us of the name of your podcast so they can check out part one of our wonderful connection. Floating on a cloud podcast. I love that. And you are floating on a cloud. So let (laughs) me tell my audience a little bit about your awesomeness. So Sarah Sparks is an international best-selling author. She's a podcast host, a speaker with a master's in public administration. She's a highly sought-after business advisor, and she helps people tap into their intuition in the business world. So Sarah, tell us about your story. How did you go up from growing up on a farm to being a spiritual business coach? Uh, there were many steps in between. <laughs> I feel like you you were from Ohio, yes? yes. Is that is that, so kind of a Midwest feel. So I mean, you know, University of Iowa and Ohio State played each other all although we all they were rivals, so we're kind of one and the same. So I'm sure we had similar stories, you know. Um not quite. I didn't grow up on a farm, so yeah. Well, I mean you know, the main thing that I help people see now is that if they always have been their souls, like I've always been this, yes, giving me the permission to be this and every single person I am in contact with, whether it is watching football at the neighbor's house this past weekend. And they are talking about my youngest who has a speech impediment said, well, I did too, but it's because I heard spirit. And so I go into a whole conversation about spirit and my gifts. And this woman is a speech pathologist. And she's looking at me going, because mm-hmm, I'm invalidating everything that she's learned. And I'm not trying to, I'm just tying in how things are not always as they seem. And right. so I went from you know, going to college to getting married to the person I was, went to college with, um, and then planning my own death, quitting my job, not killing myself to, and I always just throw that out there. And my best friend from from college is like, can you not say that so nonchalant? Like, and I was like, well, I've healed from it. I've gone from it. I've learned, I share it because it's all about what I've learned is that 
at those points that I was at the most depressed that I could possibly be. And I did not want to be here. It's not that I didn't want to be here. I no longer wanted to be living the life that I was living. And I would hear voice, I hear and heard a voice that said I was meant for more. So even out of that darkness, there was still light. And I became very in this dark space of me because I had turned away from my soul. I turned away from my divine guidance. And so I've seen how growing up on, growing up on a farm to having various jobs, to going to school, to getting divorced, to quitting jobs, to then meeting the man from my dream down in Florida. Literally, I had a dream about him when I was 18. That was all around divine guidance. Met him for real and in real life on a beach. The dream came true. And that's a whole nother story for another day. I want to focus on um, using intuition in business. But I just have seen where my soul's calling has been inter- interweaved throughout, interwoven, whatever words are that to use, um, in my whole life. And when I haven't followed my soul's calling, when I have not been aligned with who I really am, that is when I feel the worst. And I feel depressed, sad, frustrated, tired, worn out, pulled in many different directions. I feel a lot of times after channeling hundreds of people's of soul's callings, and soul's calling is the reason why the soul came into the body during this lifetime. After channeling that, I've come to realize that a lot of people have a certain question that they keep asking over and over and over, or a certain curiosity. For me, I always question, why am I here? What is my purpose? There has to be more to this life. What is it? And hence, that was part of my soul's calling is to share with people why they're here. What, what is their purpose? Once I found out myself and I live it, then I can share that as well. So I feel like that that is true for a lot of us. I probably just vomited everything on y'all. No, so. that, that is perfect, but we can't save that story for another time. I'm a hopeless romantic and I am on my second marriage. So how did you meet your husband on the beach? Tell us that story. Oh, okay. I was 18 years old. And I felt very overwhelmed by all the questions that everybody was asking me, such as, where are you going to go to school? What are you going to study? Do you want to work for public sector, private sector? Do you have a significant other? Do you want to be married? Do you want to have children? Like all these life-changing decisions, all when you're like a senior year of high school. And I honestly, I had no idea. Like, I, I don't think I'm all that special that... I think a lot of 18-year-olds don't have a clue, but I don't think it's emphasized. Like I think like, especially now it's like, you need to know what college you're going to by the time you're a freshman and you're going to have blah, blah, blah. And do we know? I don't know. So I just felt overwhelmed. And that night, one night I was raised Catholic. I did not know that you could ask God for anything. Like I thought like you either had to be at war, dying, like down and out to actually have a conversation with God. So I was like, just like a stab in the dark, literally was dark. I was falling asleep. And I was like, yeah, so I don't really know how to pray. But if you could possibly tell me what I'm supposed to do with my life, that'd be, that'd be stellar. Like that was my prayer. And I fell asleep. In sometime in the night, I had this dream that I was walking along the beach. Sunset was to my right. A big body of water was to my right various shades of blue um there were crunching seashells on underneath my feet I felt them I heard them there were seagulls flying over I felt warm moisture uh like humid air hitting my face 
everything about this space. I was just walking. I was all alone. And then all of a sudden, a man appeared. He was 12 feet in front of me, about six feet tall. I'm 5'9". At the time, shorter than me men were attracted to me. And so I always wanted to date someone taller than me. And so when this man and then magically appeared in my dream, I literally said to God, you did good. <laughs> like in the dream. And this, oh yeah, I think I said the sun was setting. Yeah. And then, um, so he, he was about 12 feet in front of me. He's six feet tall, broader shoulders, um, dark, dark, uh, dark brown hair, like a tan neck. That's all I saw. I had the dream once a week for an entire year. Every week I would have the same dream over and over and over to the point that I would walk up and down the hallways of school being like, is this it? Is this it? Or I would be like out at some, like I used to be part of future business leaders, FBLA. And I would be like at every conference being like, okay, is that the, but not remembering it was on the beach. Right. To the point that I married my now ex-husband knowing full well, he was not the guy. And I would go on vacation. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said this. Uh, I would go on vacations and still be holding the hand of the now ex-husband and looking at every other man being like, is that the man from the dream? Is, is that the man from the dream? Is that the man from the dream? When I woke up from the dream though, and that I think this is key because this I have learned through teaching people to listen to their own divine guidance. We think, could it be that easy? Like I just asked a prayer and I got the answer. Like if I tell anybody that my future plans is to be living on a beach and I'm just going to marry this random dude that, that I mean, they're going to think I'm crazy. I need to have all this planned out. I need to know X, Y, and Z. I need to go to college. I need to have a job. I need to blah, 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 blah. And I thought if I told anybody I would be crazy that I literally had a conversation with God in my dream and I got the answer. So I just bottled it up and I just shoved that to it to the side. I think that bottling up and shoving it to the side is also what creates those, what I would say, lower vibrational feelings, such as fried, tired, frustrated, worn out, pulled in many different directions, depression, yada, yada, sadness, because we are shoving away. So going back to the dream, all of crapness happened in my life of all depression, all the deaths, not deaths, all the things, all were happening. And my best friend from college says to me, um, Sarah, you are being a huge bitch. And I don't know if I can say that or not, but she's, she's like, you yeah, just, we're not FCC regulated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, you're just being this and you, we need to go on vacation. So we went on vacation to St. Pete Beach, St. Pete Beach, Florida. And three times we were told to go to Mulligans. And when things happen in threes, I'm like, mm. yeah. And I said this to somebody else on a podcast, and they're like, "Do you know that Mulligans literally means do over?" Wow. <laughs> and I was like, "No, not until this very moment." <laughs> so I was told to go to Mulligans, and I was not divorced at this time. I made the decision on the on the plane ride down that I was done. And I was like, I'm done dealing with this because of a situation that happened right as I was getting on the, on the plane. And so it was not in my like wheelhouse of the dreams coming true. And I'm going to meet the man from my dream. Like I was not, I was just like, men can suck it and totally just <laughs> screw everything. And 
So I was told three times to go to Mulligan's. Third time, I was finally like, we were we were parasailing. So we're like, yeah, sure. We went to Mulligan's. Ban- the band was leaving. We had to pay an $8 cab ride. I was like, oh my God, this place sucks. We finally get there. There's one other group, an Iowa group of, of women, all talking about ride, ride, the, the bike ride across Iowa. I was like, of course, they're from Iowa. And then, um, and then there was another group of very drunk people. And the woman comes up to me and starts like pumping my face. And I was like, oh my God, I'm really uncomfortable. So this man comes over and he was like, I'm so sorry. We've been drinking all weekend, like blah, blah, blah. He offers to buy my friend a drink. He sits down, starts talking. I was like, cool, awesome. I get up to go to the bathroom and I walk past the man with who buys the drink and I feel something. And I'm like, that's weird. Huh, whatever. I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I come back. He's like, so I would like to offer you a rate-free drive back to your hotel. And he's like, my friend will be with me. You know, blah, 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 you know, your friend, like, not just us. Like, I'll just, we'll just take you back. And my thoughts were, I'll save $8. Sure. <laughs> so we go back. I did not, he seemed really smart. He didn't tell me what he did, but he just looked really smart and he looked safe. <laughs> so I was like, let's do this. Yeah, so we, we get, we get dropped off at the swing wom. I say that because it's just a funny name and we're standing there and we're ordering a drink. And I, that's not where we were staying. I was like, this dude's not going to take us back to our hotel. And so we're standing at this tiki bar place and I feel at home, like the same feeling of the whole dream. And I haven't felt it for years. I was like, I looked at him and I was like, you feel like I've known you my whole life. And at the time I was not woo. I didn't say to people, you feel blah, blah, blah. Like, cause that's what spiritual people do. It's like, this feels good. Like, you know, yeah. it does. So anyways, he fell at home. We started talking and he's like, so we, he's like, well, it's sunsetting. Do you want to like walk along the beach? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we go walking. I have my cup in my hand. I drop it. So my friend and his friend are like all like far, far away. I dropped my cup and I turned back around and he's 12 feet in front of me, six feet tall, sun is setting, seagulls flying over sand, water, all the things. And I'm standing there now with an empty cup and I'm like, this is the guy. Like the whole thing for 10 years. I really, I mean, I would think about it every now and then, but it wasn't like still happening every week, you know? And that is Craig Sparks. I'm married to Craig Sparks. So people ask me, oh, is is Sarah Sparks your real name? Is it your spiritual name? Is it a stage name? And I'm like, nope, married Craig Sparks. I'm Sarah Sparks. So there you go. So that's how I met him. powerful story about visualization and intuition. And because I help women manifest their soulmate and I tell them, how are you going to feel when you meet your soulmate? How, you know, and you were like the humidity, the, you know, the colors of yep. the ocean, how this oh. felt, you know, stepping on the shelves, like in that dream, there were such vivid details of oh. how you were feeling and how you were being that, mm-hmm. that helped you manifest him. And it wasn't in your time, you know, it was in God's time. That's the thing about manifesting is we think that it's going to happen on our time. And it's, I think a big part of it is just relaxing and trusting divine timing. Oh yeah. And it was so interesting. Like I wasn't thinking about 
who do I need to become in order to manifest this? Like I knew nothing about manifesting at this time. But what was interesting was when I like fast forward from that point of, of meeting him to like a couple months later, I am packing up even like a month. I was packing up all my stuff and moving into an apartment and then starting the whole divorce process. And I told him that that night I was like, I'm a mess. Like a few months ago, I was planning my own death. I'm not divorced. I just decided to get divorced. Like you don't really want anything to do with me. And he's like, well, here's my business card. We'll connect when we're supposed to. Like, and we talked till four o'clock in the morning. No, like hanky panky, no nothing. Like it just felt like I knew him my whole life. And he made jokes like, oh yeah, look up, look up at the stars. That's a falling star. And I was like, you're dumbass. Like that's a, that's a plane. And I, those were things and he, and he purposely did it just to like test me. But those were things that when I was little, whenever somebody would be like, oh, that's a falling star. And I would be like, no, it's an airplane. Like, I, like those were things that <laughs> I just was like, I can't believe you're asking this, but what I back to your manifesting and, and how you help your clients. I didn't realize that's what I was doing. Um, I got married to the, my, my ex-husband in August of 2004 and November of 2003, I made a whole list. Like, how do I want to be treated? Like, what does this person feel like, look like, like my, my, my ideal husband? Cause I was like, this is not right. Like, and I flat out and sat down with him. How do I want to be respected? How does my mornings look? How do the evenings look? Like, what is it? And I did not remotely think that this was manifesting because I didn't know anything about that. Again, race Catholic, right? It wasn't like, let's create a vision board. And, and so I wrote this whole list out and I sat down with the ex-husband and I was like, listen, I don't think you're him. Like, I, I don't, this list does not match you. And I don't want to be unfair and change you to fit this list. And he's like, oh, no, no, like, we can make it work. I love you so much. And I was like, well, okay. So fast forward to when I'm now packing up, getting divorced and all the things, I find the list. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God, all the things that I'm getting divorced from were all right there because he did not match who I really wanted. Then fast forward to me getting to know Craig and I'm like, bring back out the list. And I was like, holy fuck, it's you are this person. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. And there's other, there's been other spiritual things that, that he and I have realized soulfully that we can contracted to be here and, and agreed to be here um, and do this life together. So even, but I always say that with like, caution because I think sometimes people are looking for their soulmates and it's like once I find my soulmate everything is going to be lovely I, we fight like cats and dogs sometimes mm -hmm. um or we're both very stubborn and so we have to intentionally work on talking about topics at the right time all the time even if they're heated even if like how, how can we get through this because life isn't just like I found my soulmate and so now right. everything is lovely like we're still human and a lot of the first few years was like mm, us getting over our limiting belief. And when we both would clash and our limiting belief would be leading the way, oh, Nally, that would be not very much fun to be in that household at that time. <laughs> so. 
Well, it sounds like you guys are twin flames because I think that twin flames are, they can really push each other's buttons because they're more of a mirror and soulmates can be a much easier ride. So <laughs> I guess we chose not the, I mean, we chose not the easy button. <laughs> no, no, I just think you're twin flames that you guys came to the earth together and decided, you know, you guys were going to teach each other certain things. And, mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful thing. And I think timing is so important too, because one of my uh, dating coaches always says, before you bring up something to your partner, you say, I'd like to talk to you about blank is now a good time because especially masculine energy, they're always focused on accomplishing something. And if they're super focused on something and you bring up something that's heavy or emotional, they get like, ah, like, I don't want to talk about that. So I think asking for, you know, is this a good time or setting an appointment is, is something that is so helpful, but let's talk about you suppressed your intuition And that led you literally to be suicidal. So why is it so important that as entrepreneurs or just business people in general, that we learn to access our intuition and not to suppress it? Because the whole theme of this show is to take people from burned out, overwhelmed, drained, exhausted, to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. And if we cannot listen to our intuition, like you said, that does lead lead to burnout, exhaustion, or even depression. So how can we find that intuition and have the courage to listen to it? Yeah, those are multiple questions. So I'm going to yeah, start gonna with, a lot. <laughs> you're fine. You're, yeah, it's great. So why is it important to be listening to your divine guidance, to your intuition in business? So let's say you're making a decision. And a lot of times when you're at burned out and overwhelmed, you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And I am sure you preach this. I mean, like, I feel like I'll be like saying exactly what you say as well. Um, But you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders because you are in your head coming up with all the solutions, all the research, all the data to make all the decisions all, all, all the time. And it's not usually the clients who come to me is not, it's not just usually in business. It's now they feel like they are being the leader of their own household in like in every aspect of their life. They're the ones that have to make all the decisions. Intuitive decision-making is taking that overwhelm, that burden, that weight of the world off your shoulders, tapping into a higher intellect, a higher frequency that already has the answers and also the questions and all the timing. And it is the most effective and efficient way to be um, making decisions. I had a client once say to me, well, how do you eliminate friction? There's a lot of friction in business. There's a lot of bias that comes in into meetings. There's a lot of bias that comes into decisions. There's a lot of judgments. And that is all coming from the conscious mind. And even some of the subconscious mind, but are we tapping into the superconscious mind, which is that divine, that intuition? I looked at her and I was like, you have not been listening. Like we have been talking about five steps, simple, easy to be making these decisions. And, and I think sometimes people feel like if they're tapping into their intuition or embracing their gifts and using them in business, that A, they're crazy no one's going to take them serious. They need to have the data. Cool. Get the data. I would be like, 
like, I'm not going to carry all, all the weight of the world on my shoulders anymore. Just not going to do it too much. I've got too much to do to like focus on that. So it's like, all right, where do I need to get to the data? I would ask my divine guidance for that. Where do I need to go? What information is needed? What are, what are the results that they're seeking? Who do I need to be connecting with? Everything about my marketing plan, my financial plan, my business plan, everything I get from a higher consciousness. And it is the most effective, efficient way I have found. But it also depends on asking the right questions. Uh, Yes. So open to the answers. Yep, for sure. So there's five steps in listening to divine guidance. And it's from what spirit gave me is allow, ask, receive, trust, and act. The other part that you were asking about, or you had mentioned was like, those those were brilliant. Allow, ask, receive, trust, and act. Love it. And they, they have to be in that order. A lot of people are like, let's not allow, I'm just going to do my own thing, but I'm going to ask. That turns into manipulation and you're, man- and, you're, and you're manipulating the universe and energy. I would not be messing with that. So you have to allow. And allow doesn't mean like, I'm going to grant you permission and I'm going to allow you to do this. No, like it's opening yourself up to, to receive. But you're, you were asking questions around like receiving and like how someone could be available to receive. And the receiving is 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 important to understand how we receive because people who come to me are like because I listen I'm audit I'm auditory so it's literally like spirits like having a conversation with me that is very easy I have asked for that like if I were to walk around and ask for signs and I'm like channeling your soul's calling that would really take a long time I have to be auditory but let's say a client comes to me and is like. I've been asking for signs, asking for like, am I to quit my job here? Am I supposed to write this song? Am I supposed to be doing this computer program or that? Or how am I? Well, because I, I, on, on my podcast, I've interviewed people who are corporate leaders to musicians, to FBI agents. Like it's not just a spiritual Google peeps. Um, and so what was I going with all that? No. So knowing how to receive is are you sight? Are you sound? Is there a taste? Do you have a feeling? One woman this morning that I was channeling for, as I was doing some healing work on her, she got full back of her, like all, all of her spine became goosebumps. She's like, that has been my sign that it's a yes over and over and over. Cool. Awesome. Another client would get goosebumps along her jawline. We all receive differently, but knowing how you receive and I say that because when people come to me, they're like, well, I'm not receiving like you receive. How do I receive like you? And I'm like, dude, it's called how to listen to your divine guidance, not how to listen to Sarah Sparks' divine guidance. <laughs> yes. I love that. Some people, it's in their heart. Some people, it's in their gut. You yes. Know, people, it's, they could hear a song on the radio. I mean, just yep. be open to mm-hmm. how you want to get your divine guidance. So I. I'm auditory too. I either hear it through my own, you know, thoughts, uh, channeling, or I hear it through somebody else. So mm-hmm. if I, and if I hear something three times, I'm like, Ooh, I better look into that. So if it's a book or a workshop or someone that I'm supposed to connect with in business. So you do get, I think, uh, that the universe, whatever you want to call it, God, it does repeat itself until, people get it. So you don't have to be like, Oh my God, I'm not sure if that was the sign. Like 
I think the universe wants it to be clear so we can unfold as we're supposed to on our soul's journey. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. I agree with all of that. And mine, it has been threes as well. And so, but it's also just like you said, just paying attention and being open to what, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what does S-O-U-L, soul, in business mean? I know, Spirit told me that because I have, like, my soul came into my body during this lifetime to teach business owners, professionals, and leaders how to lead with their soul by listening to divine guidance. And so I was like, if somebody is like, what soul? I was like, Spirit, what does that even mean? And it's, uh, spiritually outstanding, unique leaders. Mm, I love that. So spiritually outstanding, unique leaders. <laughs> also, right. It also gives you permission to do business in your own unique way. That is, there's no cookie cutter. This is the formula. This, I have found with people who lead with their feminine, lead with the divine they really need to be tapping into their own intuition, their own divine guidance on when to post, who to reach out to, what's supposed to be shared, what's not supposed to be shared. And every time I myself have tried to follow someone else's guide, six steps, the blah, 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 and launch this and that, it fails miserably. And so if I continually connect in and ask the right questions, that's also, I, that's why also people hire me as, I ask these awesome questions to spirit and I'm like, dude, it's literally the question. Like you want to know how to make six figures. You ask how, how do I make six figures? <laughs> like it's not, I think sometimes people are like, let me complicate the question in the most possible way. No, no like whatever it is that, that you want, you ask the question, like whatever it is, just ask, <laughs> not complicated. <laughs> I think it's really challenging in the online space, which is where most business is being done for creative types to find their way because there's so many courses like funnels, lead magnets, like algorithms. I mean, it is very intimidating. So mm -hmm. to have a coach like you be like, you know what, that's great. You can hire someone to do the funnels and the Facebook or TikTok ads and the lead magnets, but let's talk about how are you actually going to like be in your business and show up. And that actually can create more abundance than having the perfect funnel. What is your opinion on that? Cause I don't like I, all that super no, stuff. No, there was, I'll give you an example. A woman hired me for, for one session and she was like, you were, you come highly recommended. And I was like, well, that's cool. Cause what was cool about it was this woman I have like looked up to and admired for a very long time. So when she reached out to me, I was like, God, have I made it? Oh my God. <laughs> anyways, I'm just joking. Kind of, sort of. So anyway, so she reaches out and she had multi-six figures, million dollar years, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm doing all the things. I have all the things in place. I'm doing all the, all the ads, all the funnels. I'm running. I'm doing all the launching, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, have you checked in with your energy of what's going on? And what's going on with your soul? And she's like, well, what do you mean? I said, every email I get from you literally feels like you're flipping me off. Every Facebook ad, every post you make is literally like, F you, F you, F you. And she's like, but that's not what I'm saying. I said, it's not what you're saying, but that's the energy behind it. I said, so what are you not in alignment with? Like, 
You need to be in alignment with your soul and what it is really leading you to. Because if you're talking about something that is six months, year, two years behind you, and you're like, this does not make any sense anymore, but this is my launch pattern. This is my schedule. This is what I have to do. But if you're not in alignment with it, it's going to come across. And if there's any frustration around that, that's also what you're going to be coming across as. So that I think is also important to, to be checking in with your soul instead of just following someone else's six, six step formula. Is it what is going to work best for you? And what's the energy that you're creating? You know, it has kind of like what we talked about before we hit record, you're reinventing certain aspects of your business as we grow and unfold along our soul journey, then our business is going to look a little different. And even, you know, what you did two years ago, maybe it was like a five or six figure launch, but if that's not you anymore, it's not going to, you know, land with your clients because it's not being authentic to who you are right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I just, I'm always asking, what is it that I'm really trying to say here? Like what's the most effective way that I could say this or yeah just trying to get it as across as best as possible and as simple as possible as well because sometimes I feel there's some clients have come to me who have studied various spiritual leaders and practitioners and they're some some people make it really complicated and they're just like can you make it really simple and I'm like got it I uh I can make things really simple for you <laughs> Or what I like doing is thinking of my ideal client and like, or you know what, we are our ideal client before our transformation. So how would I have need to hear an email or a, you know, social media message to resonate with me? And that Mm -hmm. makes it so simple because we are our own ideal client before we've had our spiritual transformation. So that's the way. That is such valuable information. When I first started my business, I was one of the people who took all the webinars, all the classes, and people would say to me, okay, who's your niche niche market? And I'm not even sure if I'm like, I I don't even like the word anymore. Like I don't even like hearing it, saying it, because it felt very demographic. I used to be in HR. So it's like, this is my demographic and this is what it is very much disconnected. And since I am a very connected individual and I like meaningful connections saying something like, this is what they did. And this is, they live in a cubicle from eight to five. And like, I not really like, what are they feeling? What are they experiencing? What's going on with them? Um, and then, yes, thinking back to even two years ago for, for me, like that's, where I align with my clients is like, what was I needing to hear two years ago? Sometimes I even write letters to that client, you know, to the old me and pour my heart out. And that's usually when I also get clients as well. That is great. So how can we get into receiving modes so that we can get our guidance more easily? I know that you have a special gift that you are going to be talking about and so generously offering our listeners. Yep. Yes. Please feel free to download that, that gift. Um, Spirit gave me, what I was doing was I like doing a yoga, um, just some yoga moves and stuff to Abraham Hicks. And Abraham talks about getting into the receiving mode a lot. From what I have listened to her, I, I haven't heard like how to get like what what is like your receiving mode. 
And so I just asked the question and spirit gave me a few steps in order for, for someone to identify what is their receiving mode. Um, and so that's on the freebie and it's a video and I take you through it. So there you go. Enjoy. <laughs> if it's I love yoga and Abraham Hicks. That's so cool. So <laughs> if you want to get that free video, make sure you go to the show notes and how can people stay in touch with you? Where can we find you online? On my website is where all the links are and it's sarahsparks.love. That is so perfect. I I didn't even know there was a love domain. That is so cool. Sarahsparks.love, everyone. Well, Sarah, (laughs) thank you so much. You have given us so much wisdom on how to go from burned out and overwhelmed and not listening to our intuition to balance beautiful and abundant by listening to our intuition and being our true authentic selves, both in business and in life. I really appreciate your time. If you're listening to this show in a podcast format, please take a screenshot, tag me and Sarah on Instagram. We'll happily reshare in our stories and give you a shout out. And please consider taking a minute out of your day, giving this a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. We so appreciate your time. Until we meet again, keep your vibe high and your hands clean. And thank you for being a part of the wonderful, balanced, beautiful, and abundant show. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. Please rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. If you or someone you know feels stuck and needs more abundance and balance in their life, please go to my link tree in the show notes to schedule your complimentary breakthrough call. I look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you on the next podcast episode.